Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Marvellous and welcome to the second of our Portsmouth hustings for the local council elections 2022 counting down towards May the 5th. And this evening we move slightly across the ward, um, still up in the north, and uh, we've got a team from Copner today. We have indeed. Um, good evening, candidates. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I suppose it's important to stress, as with all of our hustings, we invite all of the candidates along. Um, as soon as we knew for definite who everybody was uh, who had been nominated on Tuesday, we have reached out to all the candidates, and I think we have three of the of the five that are listed are joining us this evening. Indeed, we do. So, um, so I shall quickly do a bit of a rundown on the rules. Uh, just to make that clear to everybody, and um, and then we'll away I'll go with our opening speeches. Okay, so uh, so as you say, so the hustings, um, we've got quite clear and simple rules. Um, everybody has a two-minute opening speech uh, per candidate. Um, the questions have been uh, provided to the candidates so that they can give their best possible answers, and all of our questions are designed to be addressed to all of the candidates. So there's none that are um, that are directed at uh, only one candidate. They're basically ones that everybody can answer. Each candidate has a two-minute um, response time uh, to each question, and the order in which they will answer each question has been randomised by our patented randomizer by which we mean Ian did something in Excel. Um, and then each candidate has an option. Once every candidate has answered that question, each candidate then has an optional rebuttal of up to 60 seconds. Um, there are absolutely no penalties for not using all of your time. In fact, I'm sure that the audience might well indeed reward brevity uh, with their intention. Um, but that's how, how all that works. Um, we'll ask people to keep their microphones muted when they're not due to be speaking so that it helps prevent any disruptions to the to the flow of conversation. Um, other than that, hopefully then the audience can listen, uh, can spend focus their attention on each person that's, that's due to be speaking. Each candidate will also have a one minute closing speech which will also run in the order as determined by our coin toss um, that was uh, that took place shortly before the uh, before the show went live. So, without further ado. Thank you, Simon. So, uh, we would invite all candidates to make their opening addresses, to introduce yourself and uh, to answer, to, well, to, to give that opening address. And can I start first with Mary, please? Certainly. Good evening. All our residents deserve a chance to live rewarding and meaningful lives, uh, but parts of Portsmouth have flourished when others have been neglected particularly the south over the north, and that has to change. The cost of living crisis really concerns me. Um, I currently work for a food bank and never th thought I'd see such poverty in one of the richest countries in the world. Um, it's already affecting Copner re residents. I deliver food hampers to families in the ward who are struggling to make ends meet. Some people's wages are already so low they can't cope with soaring energy bills and food prices. I've worked in communities across the city for 25 years, um, but the number being pulled into debt, who've al always been able to manage, is really worrying uh, and unprecedented. 
Um, and it's going to get worse when the next bills arrive. I don't want to see any more hardworking Copner people struggling. But with these rising costs, I know I will. Um, how can our government let energy companies make more cash than they know what to do with, um, while some people choose, you know, have to choose between heat or eating? Um, Portsmouth really can't afford the Tories. Um, Labour would cut VAT on energy bills and extend the warm house homes discount to save £600 for 13,608 people in Copner, uh, with a windfall tax on the extra puppets that companies have made. Pressures on money worries lead to increase in domestic abuse. So I was really pleased when our Labour councillor, <coughs> Kirsty Miller, succeeded in getting the council to raise awareness of this issue and to look at possibly extending provision of street lighting and CCT coverage to make the city safer for women and everyone. From talking to people on the doorstep, I'd like to see lots of things change in Copner. Park wardens to deal with the antisocial behaviour such as fly tipping and drug taking in College Park. Uh, a clean air zone around Copner, uh, particularly Copner Road. More affordable housing and fewer HMOs. Um, more women on the council and diversity to truly reflect our communities. Um, something done about the noise levels in Mayfield School, which is a huge issue at the moment. I want to be a people's advocate and focus on the issues that matter most to you. Um, residents are councils, councillors' greatest asset. I want to let you know how powerful you are and how powerful you can be. Um, and how powerful we can be working together. Labour's different from other parties. You can trust us to give more weight to local residents and community involvement and to work for the many, not the few. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. And now can I invite Raymond for you to make your opening address, please? Right, my name's Raymond then. Uh, I'm standing as independent. I'm going to carry on and see what happens. I've lived in Pompey last years. I've lived in and I'm here on Ming. Simon. I've lived in lived in Cotton for 45. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I just July. I think they might know my independent. Um, uh, lived in Cotton for 45 of those 20 years. That's British Gas. Simon and Heaton firm uh, employed up to 10 people. Um, it's still in the ward. Uh, still in, um, in the area. Uh, um, and perception of um, um, apart from that, I'm gonna make it nice and short and sweet. We've got a few technical difficulties, and that's about me. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, hopefully, you can hear me. That that came through absolutely fine. So I wouldn't worry about what you see on the screen. We'll we'll let you know when it's your turn to talk, and then um then just go, just go for it. Okay. But thank you, Raymond. If I can then move on for the the opening address, please, Ben. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here this evening. Uh, my name is Ben Swan. I'm the current councillor for Copner and Anchorage Park. Uh, representing the residents of Copner and Anchorage Park uh, has been the biggest honour of my life. Uh, the residents of the ward have always demanded hardworking representatives who are visible and working in the ward all year round for them, their family and our community, not just those who turn up uh, in the weeks before the election, which so often happens in Copner. 
I work for all residents, whether they voted for me or not. And I'm proud that I've always done that to the very best of my ability. And I always will. We have a fantastic community and we have a fantastic community team that work extremely hard for the residents all year round. And we've delivered uh, for uh, on many of the issues that we have worked on, um, obviously issues that we will come to. Uh, and this is something that we will continue doing. Uh, this has not always been an easy thing to do. Uh, we are a forgotten area of the city, uh, but we, we, we do work hard. We listen to our residents. We are always visible. And I hope to have the opportunity to continue working extremely hard. Thank you very much, uh, Ben. Sorry, I'm just going to switch that back to the um, to the other view. Okay, so our our first question then um, comes um, comes hot on the heels of our introductions. So thank you very much for all of our introductions. So our first question: um, Why are you standing in Copna? And um, our randomizer gives that question first to Ben, please. Thank you. Uh, well, I'm the current serving councillor for Copna, uh, or Copna and Anchorage Park, as uh, I insist on calling it, because we can't disenfranchise those that live uh, in the other part of the ward. Uh, I would like the opportunity to continue the hard work I've done so far across the ward uh, on issues that matter to local people. Um, I have a deep personal connection with the ward, as members of my family have lived here since before the First World War, hence my passion for preserving the amazing family community feel of the area. Um, I know it's corny, but uh, I love Cotton and Anchorage Park. Uh, we have such a vibrant community feel where people look out for each other, uh, they treasure their neighbours, um, something that has become especially true over the past couple of years. Um, the area has such a great vibe. We have a really special shopping area with some fantastic independent businesses uh, and places where the community can get together, uh, whether that's one of our excellent pubs or one of the brilliant cafes and restaurants uh, that we're blessed with. Uh, it's a unique area uh, and actually it reminds me a lot of Greenwich Village in New York with that kind of uh, unique community feel. My wife Kerry and I live on the western border of the ward with our dogs Bertie and Rupert uh, and as such we're confronted with the same local issues as every other resident um, and, and that's why I'm so passionate at fighting uh, for, for the issues that residents raise with me um, because I'm one of them, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one of the residents, I, I, I understand the issues that people have um, so I'm in a good position to be able to to approach them honestly without uh, without pol uh, politicking and um, and all the other kabuki theatre that that seems to seems to come around i would be honored to be given the chance uh, i would be honored to be given the chance to continue working uh, and being given the same uh, giving the same strong voice for residents uh, on the issues uh, that have come up over the past 6 years which is when i first started volunteering and helping in the community. We need Cotner to keep moving forward. Thank you very much. Okay, and then I put the same question, please, to Mary. Well, um, why wouldn't I want to stand in Cotner? Um, it's a great place, a great community, 
uh, and I think I've got many skills that can help Cobner to be even better. Um, it's not a requirement to live here, but I'd like to. Thank you. That one was short and sweet. Um, and then the same question, please, to Raymond. Are you getting us, Raymond? I don't know. I think I suspect that he might be having a delay on our uh, on his end. That means he's getting our questions about 15 seconds after we've said them. Raymond, can you hear us? I'm going to try and um, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties there. What I'm um, what I'm suggesting I do is um, I'll try and get Raymond to log out and log back in again. Um, if you want to move on to the move on to the second, yeah. I'll move move on to the next questions and okay. we will we will uh, we will run with it from there. Okay. If you can take care of that, so I will drive the bus for a couple of minutes. So um, the the next question is really you know what what do you see as the key issues in this ward? And if I can ask that first to to Mary, please. Um, from being on the doorstep. Um, the lack of much needed affordable housing um, and the leading into increased developments of HMOs, so housing with multiple occupancy is a problem. Anti-social behaviours in areas such as College Park, air pollution Copner Road leading to increased lung issues in adults and children. Uh, we need to extend the clean air zone. Um, cuts in the bus service, prices of buses, increasing poverty, people struggling with bills, um, are likely to cause us about a debt of £2,620 a year. Uh, who can afford that? Current lack of community and leisure facilities at the minute, um, especially for young people. Parking, parking and parking um, is terrible. and. I'd certainly be lobby for parking permits if you want them. Yeah, that's about it. Thank you, Mary. And so if I can ask the same question, please, of Ben, what do you see as the key issues in this ward? Uh, I'm lucky enough to have an ongoing dialogue with residents right across the ward and people are concerned with issues such as parking, which I know we're going to come on to later, uh, HMOs, antisocial behaviour, road safety, dog fouling, uh, and having a council that works for them. Uh, HMOs are particularly concerning for residents as local services are already at breaking point. Roads are already full of cars, um, and let's be honest, a lot of people living in HMOs don't all ride bikes, as we're frequently told, um, and we desperately need family homes in Cotner. Uh, the current planning policy needs tightening to stop favouring developers and denying residents a say in how they want their com uh, community to development. Uh, to develop. Uh, in our budget amendment this year, we actually included an HMO officer um, who would update the out-of-date uh, HMO register, um, but unfortunately uh, the Liberal Labour Independent Party budget that passed uh, did, had, uh, did not have that position, um, uh, which is extremely unfortunate. This is something I've uh, fought for since before I was first elected. Uh, I have a proven track record of standing with residents on the HMO issue and I will keep fighting for them. Uh, on antisocial behaviour, I've been working with the local policing team to highlight problem areas in the ward, 
uh, and to their credit, they have worked hard and added these areas to their patrols. Uh, no one should feel threatened or feel like they cannot go into certain areas such as public parks and open spaces for any reason. Uh, and we need to keep the pressure on perpetrators so they do feel that the authorities are breathing down their neck. Um, it's very much an ongoing issue and I'm committed uh, to doing everything I can to resolve it. Again, we included CCTV and additional lighting in our budget amendments, um, only to see the people of Cotton abandoned yet again. Uh, by uh, the Liberal Democrats, Labour and in the Independent Party, who the budget they voted through had nothing for Cotner whatsoever. Um, road safety is also another key issue. Um, again, we wanted, uh, we wanted to secure uh, crossing guards, which have been taken out of the budget. We wanted to include electronic signage on Anchorage Road, which is a real hotspot for speeding and also uh, HGV drivers using it, even though they shouldn't do. Uh, and once again, uh, the uh, Liberal Democrats, Labour and Independent Party budget that was passed had no your remarks to a close, please, um, when you're over time. OK, uh, had nothing. So uh, the, Conser the Conservative Party, we are the only party who are working for Copner, are coming up with ideas for Copner and actually want to invest in Copner. So in the interest of balance, is the um, do we have Raymond back, Simon, or are we still without? We do. We do have Raymond. Hopefully, he's now back in sync with us. Marvellous. So, Raymond, do you want to answer that question as to what do you see as the key issues in Copner? I want to rebuttal on that question. Yes. Uh, I will answer question one after I've had a rebuttal of that, that one. Uh, Mr. Benedict Swan has just said that the independents um, vote we, if directly. Um, George, the independent person, one independent councillor, voted for Conservative budget. He hasn't mentioned that part of it. So I'm sorry, but you've got that bit wrong. So Raymond, could I ask you to, to answer the question as to what you feel are the key issues in the Cotton Award? Yes, there's a problem with HMOs. Uh, a massive problem, but the biggest problem is the un un unlicensed HMOs. Um, according to council records, there are in Powerscourt Road, Rochester Road, and Queens Road, there are 30. And having walked the streets and speaking to people, there's an awful lot more than 13 in each of the roads, plus any side roads. Um, that's only in that uh, I could get at the time on that one be sorted out uh, sooner rather than later. Um, state of the pavements in Cockner Road, the Cockner Road are in a deplorable state. They're, clean, they're raised uh, not long before someone is going to fall over, uh, which would end up costing the key a shed load of money. 
parking but that's an issue across Portsmouth um, if I if I do uh, get in setting up a residence group um, that can actually you speak to the residents on a rig basis to find out what their concerns are what they want to do uh, and get them input into other than just councillors just what they want to do um, let the residents may actually work yeah, you know these people are actually quite intelligent out there um, community centre Community hub, um, Anchorage Park has got a top um, We've got a nice little kiosk in College <clears throat> College Park walkways. Um, same again, they're a disgrace. There's holes everywhere, um, and eventually someone is going to hurt themselves bad. And all these things need to be sorted out. Um, and I think I'm going to and the Raymond. I think. Councils we've got in at the moment keep saying they're sorting things out, but they don't seem to be sorting anything out. Um, Raymond, um, I've kind of allowed extra time because of the technical issues. Um, I'm going to try to message you to try and um, sort those out, but um, I'm going to need to trim that off because we've uh, we've gone well beyond the, the time on that one. So sorry about the confusion and the technical issues there. I'll work with you offline with that. Please, could I have a rebuttal on that, please? Yep, Ben, a 60 second rebuttal, feel free. Thank you. Um, it's just uh, uh, it's just a matter of clarification. Um, I see in the comments I'm being accused of lying and saying uh, uh, things that aren't true. Uh, yes, Councillor Madgewick did vote for our budget, but then he also voted for a budget that contained not a single penny for the people of Cotner. I remember this well because I was there I voted for our budget amendment because I represent the people of Cotner and I want to help the people of Cotner and I'm here as their voice on the council. No other party put anything forward for uh, for the ward and uh, I expressed my anger at the time at the utter shambles of what took place on that evening. Thank you. Thank you. And Mary, in the interest of fairness, is there anything you want to come back on? Um, no, I'll leave it blank. Thank you, Mary. Um, so, Simon, do you want me to pick up the next question, or while you're working with Raymond, or um... <clears throat> so this one is uh, is fairly contentious. That um, you know, many people in the north of the city sometimes feel that the council is more than happy to take their money, but focuses all of um, its investment activity in the south. Um, do you think this is true? And if so, what would you look to do about it if elected? And can I address that question? First to Mary, please. Yes, I do think it's true. And this is from somebody who lives in the South. I've seen the comparison for myself. Um, and I mean, the North has no venues, theatres, galleries or activities connected for adults or young people or children. Um, some rundown shopping centres, no new developments, lack of quality, affordable restaurants, no music venues like the Wedgwood Rooms. Um, no skate park or decent facilities for young people in the north part of the island. Lack of affordable fares for families. And a number of buses down to the seafront from the north. Um, no decent cafe facilities near the estuary in particular. Um, no clean air zone and no bike shelters. All of which we have in the south. Thank you, Mary. Um, so, Ben, same same question. Is the north 
getting a raw deal? And uh, if you agree, what, what would you do about it? Uh, yes, I do agree. Uh, unfortunately, the current administration uh, funnels much of residents' hard-earned cash to their safe seats in the south, uh, whilst giving crumbs to the north of the city. Um, and this is actually a view held by many residents in both Cotner and Anchorage Park. Um, I think the honest answer about what I would do uh, is it's less uh, what I would do and more what the people of Portsmouth want to do. If they want a council that truly represents the whole city and where a rising tide lifts all boats, then my suggestion would be to vote for a Conservative administration on the 5th of May. Um, then you will truly see all areas of the city treated fairly. Thank you, Ben. Um, Mary's waving for a, a rebuttal, but should we just give Raymond a chance to respond before we go come back to Mary? Yeah, we'll, we'll let Raymond, yeah, if we can just let Raymond answer the question and then feel free to, to raise our hand. So, Raymond, the North, getting a, a fair deal or not? And if not, what would you do about it? A lot of people think that that is the case. I'm not 100% sure as I'm not to all the information uh, of that sort of uh, whether they are treated better or not so I can't really answer that, that question a hundred percent but I do think Cotner is more in the middle ground and it seems like the forgotten ground uh, it seems like the north are getting what they should be getting and the south are getting more than they should be getting but it seems like Cotner is just the middle ground, somewhere in the middle that goes, you know what, let's ignore them. That's the way it seems to me anyway. And it seems, that seems the way it seems quite a few people I've spoken to as well. Excellent. Thank you, Raymond. And Mary, you wanted to come in on with a rebuttal. Um, it's not a rebuttal as such. I left my second bit of the question out. And what would I do to counter it? Is it okay to say it now? Yeah, go for, go for it. I conduct a, a survey um, or actually hold some public meetings um, to see just what residents of all ages would like to see in the north. I want to hear from them all the time and I'd make myself heard in the council, if you can believe that, and my experiences in community development. And I want to bring my skills to this situation and um, I'm going to be rooting for you. You can depend on it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Do any of the other candidates want to add anything? In which case, we will move on to the next question. Do we, do we want to swap, Simon? Did you want to pick up the next one? Um, yeah, okay. So, um, okay, so we've touched on this, I think, already. I, I sense a theme to the conversations. Um, so apologies for the technical issues as we work through them. Um, unfortunately, we've had to ask uh, Raymond to uh, to basically cease the video upload that hopefully means that I'll preserve his bandwidth so we can at least uh, join in live uh, live with us um, so this question uh, so the eastern road is one of only three routes onto and off the island and it's a key part um, in the city's infrastructure um, and also part of this uh, the city's key cycle infrastructure eastwards towards Haven along that route along this route what can be done to improve the cycle infrastructure along this route without choking off the flow of cars? And that first to Ben, please. Thank you. Um, I was delighted that the frankly bizarre idea to close the whole lane of the Eastern Road was, uh, was reversed thanks to campaigning from Cotler councillors, uh, among others. Um, I really believe in the notion of a city to share. 
the work started to create the widened cycle path on the Eastern Road is a great start. And I'll be pushing for phase two uh, to cover all of the area from the, coven, uh, the current section to the road bridge to happen as soon as possible. Uh, many of the residents of Cotner and especially Anchorage Park want to walk along the coastal path and down the Eastern Road for exercise. Uh, so widening it to give them a separate and safe area to walk whilst also allowing cyclists a safe route um, is key to the idea of a city to share. Uh, it's clearly very difficult to keep all groups happy um, on issues such as this, uh, but keeping everybody safe really needs to be where the focus is. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you very much, uh, Ben. And the same question, please, to Mary. Um, Labour policy is to give priority to pedestrians, cyclists and wheelchair users uh, wherever possible. Uh, Eastern Road is clearly one of the most important roads in the city for cars. The administration has made some improvements to the cycleways between Eastern Road and Langston Harbour. And we would build on that and uh, make sure that there were safe and easy ways for cycles to leave the coastal route and link into the east-west cycleways uh, into the city. For, in some places, this would be easy and in others much harder, but that's not a reason to give up on it. Um, the trial cycle route proposed by the administration was not going to work. It was ill-conceived and had not been properly consulted okay. on. Thank you very much. Um, and the same question, please, um, to Raymond. I'm sure you can hear me this time, Simon. Um, we can indeed. You're good. Well, <laughs> it makes a change. Um, the Eastern Road is covered by many wards, not just Cotner. Um, and, and it's the only way you're going to get this... this uh, um, the issue resolved is by all working together to find a solution um, rather than one coming up with one idea and another party say that, that idea. Um, needs everyone to speak, um, party-wise, but as um, independent, I'm quite to work with anybody, uh, not just members of my own party. Um, um, what it needs to it needs, definitely needs something to be done. Um, you cut off the one of the main arteries in the ports by road. Um, the Eastern Road is clogged best part of the time anyway with cars. There needs to be something done on the cycleways uh, and the walkways. What that is, that will be for something to be discussed with other, of the, um, other parties along that route. Thank you very much. Um, Raymond, did anybody want to make use of a rebuttal on that question at all? Yes, I will. Um, yeah, just, uh, just to clarify that um, there is cross-party working uh, on the uh, widened cycle path on the Eastern Road. Um, I had a very interesting meeting with Councillor Stagg uh, to walk the, uh, the section that's currently being worked on and uh, um, her, along with officers, gave some very good information about the aspirations to in, uh, continue the path right along the length of the Eastern Road. So um, we are already working cross-party on this, as, uh, as we all appreciate exactly how important this is. If we then move on to our next question. Um, so a fair statement would be that parking is a problem in most areas of the city um, with terraced houses with no off-street parking, how can the daily frustration of finding somewhere to park be alleviated? 
And I'll ask that question first to Raymond, please. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, it's a massive problem. Um, there is no, there's no easy way out of this. Um, as I said before, that basically in Cockner, um, I would set up a, a group with local residents from dotted around the area um, to see if they can come up with a solution. But as it stands at the moment, there is just there's no easy answer to that question, unfortunately. Um, and it's not just in Cockner. It is literally across this whole of the, uh, and even north of the city is pretty poor as well. So it's not north, south, middle, it's everywhere. Thank you, Raymond. So can I address that question to Ben, please? Um, as Wayne was just alluded to, parking is a citywide issue and admittedly not an easy one to resolve, uh, especially in an island city. Um, I fully understand people need their cars for shopping, taking children to school, medical and dental appointments, commuting, um, and also perhaps transport for elderly family members. Um, and it's important not to villainise people just because they have a car, they're not breaking the law. Um, we need to look at options for taking work vehicles off the roads uh, as much as possible by working with the companies that they belong to, to see where they can get involved to actually minimise the impact uh, of them parking on local roads. Uh, I also favour an all or nothing vote on parking permits. Uh, we cannot keep moving the misery around with a piecemeal approach uh, to permits. Um, this is exactly what was stopped when my colleagues and I worked with local residents to stop the permit zone being instigated across the Cotner Road in Baffins Ward. Um, this would have seen a flood of cars uh, from residents refu who refused to pay for the parking permit, um, further compounding the parking issues in Cotner. So, no, there aren't there aren't easy, quick ways to resolve this, but there are things we can do. Um, there are things we are trying to do, and it is something that uh, is constantly at the top of our list. Thank you, Ben. And finally, can I ask uh, the question of the, the vexed parking question to yourself, Mary? Um, there's no doubt this is really tricky. Uh, Portsmouth residents own more cars than we have room for, frankly. Um, the Labour Group has been pressing the administration to publish a traffic and transport strategy, and they've done this now. We like the emphasis on pedestrians, cyclists and wheelchair users access, but the strategy is short on practical proposals and is far from being implementable. The Labour Group are pressing the administration now to consult more effectively within local communities to help them consider what sort of measures are best for them. Um, so talking to people. Uh, in many places, the introduction of a residence parking scheme has worked well to reduce the number of underused vehicles parked long-term in residential streets. Uh, in others, we need radical improvement to public transport for public transport, a lot of traffic canon measures, um, including living streets. Uh, long-term, these need to be considered alongside residence groups, and there's a lot to do before that's possible. Thank, Thank you. you, Mary. Would any of the candidates like to come back on any of the points made? In which case, let me hand over to yourself, Simon, who you're now me. <laughs> I, don't, I know, and we, ba we barely noticed. Um, okay, so antisocial uh, behaviour uh, comes up regularly in uh, College Park. 
Uh, it's a regular issue um, talked about there. Uh, what do you believe is the root cause of this, and what needs to be done in order to uh, in order to tackle it? And uh, can I put that first to Ben, please? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I think the root cause is that it's a, a very popular meeting spot for people of all ages right through the year. Um, and it's this fact that it's abused by those who seek to profit uh, of the misery of others. Um, I'm very pleased that I was able to have the toilets reinstated in Cotner Park and that uh, people who weren't able to use the park due to the lack of facilities are now returning to the park and able to do that uh, after the Liberal Democrats closed the original toilets um however it's, it is a great shame that there have been incidents of vandalism to the toilet block and evidence of drug usage and dealing um i recently had a metal plate installed on the toilet door uh, of the block uh, which does seem to have prevented damage to the door um but this is something we are constantly monitoring um Portsmouth police have also increased their focus on the park due to these instances uh, and the concessionaire in the park um, has a particularly good CCTV system and following a chat I had with him uh, is now more than happy to share that footage uh, to help us tackle these issues going forward. Um, I'd also like to see more area specific wardens uh, to monitor and deter hotspots um, and along with colleagues in other wards across the city this is something we're very keen to pursue. Um, it should be said that an initial rollout of these kind of wardens were included in our budget amendments, uh, but not in the final budget that was voted through by uh, the Liberal Democrats, Labour and the Independent Party. Thank you, Ben. And um, that next to Mary, please. Um, poverty often contributes to this, losing a job, um, things getting desperate because people can't pay the bills which can lead to relationship and family breakdown and mental health problems. Young people not having money to do the things that they want to do, you see other people doing, see other young people doing. Drink, drugs and antisocial behaviour can you know, seem as something to provide a buzz or an escape, but it's no way out at all, really. Um, we need to work with people as individuals. Um, building trust, not a sledgehammer approach, doesn't work. Uh, Labour has supported the increase of community wardens. Uh, let's get them involved. Um, let's get them involved and have you know our share of the time with them in Cupner. Um, we need to provide meaningful support. It's no, not an overnight fix. It takes time. But it's the only thing that will create change for those with mental health needs and addiction problems. Um, we need opportunities for young people to meet, socialise and get involved in things that interest them. Ask them what they want. Um, losing so many of our youth workers, the initiatives that they used to run in the city and places for young people to go has certainly contributed to this and we need them back. I'd also like to see our park wardens brought back to help with this. They did a brilliant job keeping an eye on things, making sure these lovely spaces were safe and freely enjoyable for all residents and better street lighting with CCC TV too. Uh, but of course all this depends on funding um, with the um, national government cuts to local councils. This makes it obviously really difficult. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mary. And then the same question um, to Raymond, please. Those are the things I was going to say anyway, so I won't go back over those again. Um, but the park wardens is definitely something that needs to be increased. 
Um, but I think the big thing is that most young kids are bored. They are bored out of their brains because they've got nothing to do, nowhere to go. Um, so a community a community hub, be somewhere maybe that, that we could they could go to, they could find something to do that wasn't uh, taking drugs. Um, I've witnessed it myself, literally walking down Cotner Road, and one, two guys walking down the road, both smoking marijuana, and one's got a slip on his ear. And so this needs to be sorted out. There needs to be, you know, um, maybe more of a police presence around that area to stop this sort of thing. But literally, they are literally just walking down the road, and at night, it's at 10 o'clock morning, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they're just basically wandering the streets, and they've got nothing else to do. So if they've got somewhere to go where they use an in the internet, something like that uh, um, may help them. Thank you very much. Uh, Raymond, did anybody else want to use a rebuttal on that one at all? Yes, please. Um, if I can get you back onto the screen there. Um, go ahead, please, Ben. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm just a bit con uh, uh, confused with uh, with what Mary said. Um, she says that Labour supports um, community wardens, but yet they voted against it at the budget meeting. So which one is it? Um, and also on uh, local facilities, uh, the new Mayfield School development, uh, when this is actually completed, um, there are going to be more sports facilities there and the school are adamant that they want this to be able to be uh, made available to the local community. So uh, this is something that is already in the pipeline. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, ben, um, Mary, did you need to use your rebuttal at all? Uh, I understood that we did support um, actually wardens. Um, and as far as the school is concerned, I did say at the moment, um, it looks like it's going to be a little while until Mayfield is finished. And I'll get on to Mayfield later on because there are several issues concerning me at the minute, um, residents nearby have. Thank you very much. Okay, lovely. So on to our next question. Um, and Ian, if I unmute you, you might be able to speak. That will help. Thank you, sir. Now, wild gesticulations there always helped. Um, so if we look at the council at the moment, it isn't representative of of the community that it serves. Um, the diversity levels are not necessarily where they should be. Is this something that local parties should actively address or, or is it just a case of the best person for the job? Can I ask that for question first to Mary, please? Of course we want to change it. Um, the Labour Group's trying to change it. We think that all people are the best people for the jobs. Out of 42 councillors here in Portsmouth, just 12 are women, and three of those Labour out of a total of seven uh, councillors. We have also a 50-50 split, um, and our candidates always represent a range of our communities in the city, um, and cer certainly in the candidate list at the minute, I can think of at least three people from minority ethnic groups. Um, we have gay people, we have uh, people with hidden disabilities, we have people with not hidden disabilities. I mean, we really want to make sure and represent the community that we live and work in. Um, that's only fair. Thank you, Mary. And can I address that same question, please, to Raymond? Um, 
Yeah, I, I still, I mean, again, pretty much, I think it's the best person for the job, um, no matter what background they're on, um, as long as they're interested in making Cotner a better place to live. Um, as the Independent Party, we would welcome anybody, and I mean anybody, with open arms. Thank you, Raymond. And finally, can I ask that question to Ben, please? I think this is a very interesting question. Um, I know from my own party locally that we've long had engagement with different ethnic communities in the city, encouraging them and as councillors. But you can't force people to stand for election if they don't want to. Um, I think we also need to be careful not to create an environment where uh, altruistic efforts inadvertently create a situation where communities feel that they're being put in a position where candidate uh, candidacies are gifted to them based solely on culture, creed, um, dare I say it, quotas, uh, rather on the merits of the individual, which I believe should always be a key defining point. Um, I have to say I remain immensely proud uh, that my party delivered the first female leader of the City Council. Uh, our MP is female, the Police and Crime Commissioner is female, we have four excellent female councillors, uh, we have councillors from the LGBT community, um, and if I may say, two of them are the finest people I've ever met. Uh, we have three brilliant female candidates for May. Uh, we have candidates from various backgrounds of religion and ethnicity, all, uh, all of which are currently serving or candidates based uh, purely on their own merits. I will point out, though, for all Labour's fine words, they did previously deselect a member of the Bangladeshi community to replace them with a white British candidate. So, uh, I, you know, I think it needs, they need to be a little bit careful with uh, with the truth on that one. Thank you, Ben. So uh, would either any candidates like to come back with a rebuttal based on what they've heard? I do believe that it was absolutely nothing to do with what his ethnic group at all. I think it confused the situation in there. Thank you, Mary. Yep. If there's no other points, then I will pass on to Simon. Okay, so, uh, so our next question. Uh, so, Copner um, has got a quite a large, it's, it's home to quite a large um, area of industrial uh, parks. Um, so, probably the city's largest in industrial area, creating much needed jobs on the island. How can these areas be protected against the ever increasing demand for housing? Um, and uh, that question first to Ben, please. Thank you. Uh, firstly, I would say that before residents panic, I don't believe there are currently any plans to build houses on the industrial area, unless that information is being withheld from us. Frankly, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, I think the council has a moral obligation to protect jobs, especially at the moment with the cost of living crisis. Uh, the council should enshrine the need for the industrial estate to remain uh, to retain this purpose uh, officially. Uh, it would be comforting for those that work there and also send a clear signal to residents that we are a pro-employment council, uh, but that the administration are keen to look at sensible development options such as uh, areas like Milton Campus, which offers a huge opportunity for housing. Thank you very much. And uh, that same question to Mary, please. The new local plan, which is well underway, preserves and adds to land already set aside for industry and once it's allocated won't be used for new homes. The industrial areas in Copner are important to the city's economy and are not under threat as far as I know. Um, if residents and those who work in the ward 
want to get involved in the local plan development, they can go to the local plan website or contact me and I'll help you to get in touch with it and contribute their, their, your views uh, on this, which will be taken into account. Certainly the Labour Group are well aware of the importance of businesses located in the city and want to keep them, particularly those that provide local employment and aren't a burden to the infrastructure uh, with too much traffic or pollution. So that is something we need to think about. The Labour Group have no proposed to repurpose industrial parks for any residential developments. Thank you very much. And then the, uh, the same question, please, to Raymond. Uh, um, this could be short and sweet. Um, I think it's a ludicrous idea to actually put houses on industrial land. End of. I'm not going to say any more about it because it would, de it would destroy Portsmouth. Uh, yeah, it's a ludicrous idea. <laughs> Thank you very much. And just to be clear, we haven't got sight of some secret document on the Pompey Politics podcast that said that there's any plans to um, to put housing on industrial parks. It's just that the pressure on housing spaces is quite heavily felt across the city. Okay, anybody want to rebut on that one at all? Okay, that's lovely. Next one, Ian. So if we look at how the council functions at the minute, and uh, we're going to give you the, the, the power to change something, is there one thing in terms of the way the current the council currently functions that you would change? And if I can put that question first to Raymond. Uh, yeah, there is one thing. It was brought up at the, I do believe it was the last council meeting, um, but it's about in-house um, working in-house uh, where we outsource as a council outsource a lot of work uh, especially in something that I know of the heat and plumbing industry um, and if it was brought in-house and done correctly um, then I believe it could save the council a lot of money an awful lot of money um, I know um, I can remember I'm sure Conservative. It was actually, I think it was actually the Liberal Dems that actually proposed it, and I'm sure the Conservatives actually shot it down. Um, but if it's done correctly, it could save the council lots of money. Okay, thank you, Raymond. Can I ask the same question about what would you change about the way the council works to Ben? Absolutely. There's far too much hiding behind policy uh, and inflexibility on any number of issues. Um, quite simply, we work for the residents of Portsmouth. They're our bosses and we are entrusted with their taxes, but at the moment they're just not getting value for money. Uh, residents need a greater say on how their communities develop and what they do and do not want to happen. Uh, too many times decisions are made contrary to what residents want based on lines on a page rather than what is the right thing to Thank do. Thank you, Ben. And finally, could I ask the question, one thing about the council you would change to yourself, Mary, please? Um, a great question. Um, of course, a lot of what councils can do is dictated by central government, as I've mentioned. Um, despite enormous cuts in local government funding, must um, function you know, locally, and the funding has diminished considerably. Um, but it's still significant contributions made by several government departments, and they're tied to particular work streams, such 
such as schools as and children's um, social care and particular grants such as the money for sea defences. Okay, so what single thing would I do? Well, if I were in um, a county like Hampshire, where I had to work with a number of district councils in a two-tier system, I'd advocate advocate for a complete rollout of single tier unitary authorities like Portsmouth is. Um, having become a unitary authority in 94, um, Portsmouth has undoubtedly had some advantages over places, places with two tier governments, such as a much more, more coherent relationship with the NHS and much more integrated adult and children's social and healthcare. Um, but I suppose the answer to your question is really to say, as the Labour Party has said before, is to stop cutting public services and benefits and reverse the da damage that's being done to the lives of countless families um, who live in absolute poverty. It's a disgrace that nearly a third of our seconds. children in Portsmouth live in poverty. A third. Um, and that we have a government that time and again demonstrates that they prefer rich people to the rest of us. We believe the government should be for the many and not the few. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Um, any candidates, would you like to use your rebuttal? I would please, yes. Please go ahead. Uh, just going back to a point that Raymond uh, mentioned regarding uh, a vote that took place at the last full council meeting. Uh, yes, personally, I did vote against uh, the plans that were put forward because uh, I don't see numbering residents with uh, crippling amounts of uh, financial difficulties is really the right thing to do because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to have to carry the can for uh, financially for um, sort of pie in the sky schemes um, that look great on paper, but that are just unworkable. It is our responsibility to be fiscally disciplined and to look after the public purse. That is that is sacrosanct and that is what we are called to do. We cannot just keep saying, oh yeah, this sounds like a great idea. And um, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna cost loads of money, it's gonna increase taxes. So, you know, let's just do it. We have to be sensible. That's our job to be sensible. Thank you, Ben. Any other candidates like to come yeah. back on that? We don't. In which case I'll pass you over to Simon. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much. So, um, just to kind of make sure that the audience are aware what they are. So, community infrastructure levy is uh, basically a levy against uh, developers, uh, where they uh, pay a certain amount of money for development that's uh, approved to go ahead, uh, with and that money is then given to that ward uh, to spend. Um, so, how much? Um, sorry. So, what would what things would you like to see Copner's uh, community infrastructure levy money spent on? And that question, I'll come first to Mary, please. I'm glad you explained that, and I didn't have to. <laughs> um, Portsmouth has some of the highest sill contributions of anywhere in the country. Um, sill funds vary between every ward in the city, depending on the number and value of the plan of permissions granted and they're allocated largely by city councillors. The Labour councillors in the city are working towards increasing the involvement of local residents to decide how best to spend the SIL funds. So that if I'm elected, I would do my best to work with local residents groups to decide what particular projects to allocate to the SIL funds um, or 
other way around. So I would be asking people what they need and what they what they want. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, and then to Ben, please. Uh, due to the layout of the ward, uh, Compton Anchorage Park doesn't accrue anywhere near the seal contributions that some other wards do. Uh, this is due to a few opportunities for qualifying developments in the area. Uh, that said, the pot we do have, we use uh, only for things that benefit the community. For example, new signage along pathways, potential new CCTV camera, uh, cameras in College Park. Um, we're always happy for residents to make suggestions um, as it's their money, it's their money, and it's for their community. Uh, it's not a political slash Thank fund. Very much. And then the same question to Raymond, please. Um, right. Well, basically, um, because no one knows how much is in the fund, Ben does. Um, but according to all uh, records, between two thousand and nineteen, uh, zero. As money was spent in Cotner. Um and that's actually easy to check up on. Um, the only thing I can find that's actually been spent in Cotner is fifteen hundred pound in two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, on the CCTV cameras in College Park. Um, so without knowing an amount, um, it would be very difficult to actually say what I'll do with it because it might be three quid. It might be £30, it might be £3,000. Uh, that I don't know. So it's very to sort out things that need done um, if you don't know the okay. quantity of money. Thank you very much. Um, would anybody like to use their rebuttal on that comment at all? On that uh, question, sorry. Well, perfect. Well, then that, that now leads us into, okay. our, into our closing comments. At the start, we said 60 seconds. Um, You've you've been very brief and concise in your answers, so we do have a little bit more time. Um, but obviously, don't go mad. Um, so, in terms of your closing thoughts as to why the people of Copner and Anchorage Park should elect you, can I ask first, Mary? I want a better life for everyone in Copner, for families, partnerships, and individuals to get the care they need when they're ill, have work opportunities support for their businesses, green spaces, sports, art and leisure facilities to enjoy and help when they're in need. I want us all to be able to enjoy a great cleaner city. Our Labour called the climate emergency here in 2009 and regularly push for a variety of bolder actions to improve our environment. Um, I'd like to see more women on the council too as over 50 as make up over 50% of the UK's population um, and more diversity to reflect all our communities certainly wouldn't go amiss. We really need that. Uh, and I want to be part of that change. Um, I want to be your advocate and focus on your issues and see what we can achieve to make this ward an even better place to grow up, live and work in. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Could I also address that question, please, to Raymond? Basically, um, I want to rent Cotton Award because um, I don't want people to know who their councillor is. Um, I say, I've lived in my property for seven years, never seen one, never had anything through the front door. So I really don't know what's going on. Um, everyone I couldn't 
name either one, two, or three of the local councillors. If I get elected, that will change. They will all know who I am. Um, even if I have to go and knock on every single door, they will know who I am. They will know how to contact me. I will be contactable all the time. I never, my never turned off, and it will stay on twenty four seven. And I do believe I don't know where Mary lives, but I do believe I am the only who actually lives in Copner Ward. I know Benedict lives just outside the ward. He doesn't actually live. And to my knowledge, none of the three councillors from Cop actually live in Copner Ward. And that needs to change. We need local people to look after local issues. Not party politics, nothing like that. It needs to be local people looking after the local people. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. And finally, Ben, please. Uh, it really has been the honour of my life to represent the people of Copner and Anchorage Park. Uh, my wife and I live locally in Emsworth Road uh, between Powers Court and Chichester. Uh, yes, literally just on the border of the ward. Uh, I understand the issues you face on a day to day basis in the ward because I face them too. Your concerns are my concerns. I love our community and we must continue to fight to protect it. And that's why I have no hesitation whatsoever on renewing the promise I made four years ago to work hard all year round to ensure residents have the representation they voted for when they need it, not just in the weeks leading up to the election. I would also encourage residents to look at who is actually working hard for them and who is just talking about working hard. I humbly ask for your support on May the 5th because together we can keep Copner and Anchorage Park moving forward. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. And that brings our Copner hustings to an end. Simon and I would like to extend our thanks to all of the candidates who have uh, been prepared to step forward and share this evening. And um, thanks to the listeners who have um, who've, who've stayed with us as we've battled the, uh, the technical issues. So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sandsbury. Join us next week. Um, at 6.27 um, when we have another show we're still hurriedly trying to sort out and schedule some more of our hustings um, we have um, on the April the 26th we have the hustings for uh, for Baffins um, with the um, independent can candidate Jeanette Smith the conservative candidate Charlie Douglas and the Labour candidate Jason Christopher taking part um, and we're also uh, busy trying to schedule in the Eastley and Craneswater hustings where we have Matthew Winnington, the Lib Dem candidate, uh, Craig Withy, the Labour candidate, and uh, Lee Tyndall, the Portsmouth Independence Party candidate, willing to take part. We're just trying to find a date in the schedule. Uh, and in Nelson, we also have uh, that to get into the schedule where we've got Jason Frizzacoli, the, um, the Liberal Democrat candidate. Um, we've got Spacer, uh, Spencer Gardner, the, um, uh, the Conservative candidate, um, and we also have um, Amy Gwyther, the, uh, the Labour candidate, um, and we're trying to reach out to candidates of other parties. We have interested candidates in other wards and we'll continue to do a hustings as long as we can schedule one in, in any ward in the city where we can get at least two of the candidates to agree on a date. So watch this space. Join us next week. You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy.